If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. We are not financial professionals, and this podcast is designed for entertainment purposes only. We are regular folks who do research and present opinions to an audience in a fun way. Our opinions should not be construed with the views of any organizations we may be affiliated with. This podcast does not represent the thoughts, intentions, plans, strategies of our employers. It only represents the opinions of the authors. If you need specific guidance on your own financial situation, please consult a financial fiduciary professional. Welcome, everyone, to the Money Vikings podcast number 22. We have a great show for you today. We are going to talk about awesome opportunities in small and mid-cap stocks, also known as SMIDCAPs. Uh, we're going to talk about our top two to three small and mid-cap stocks for the future. And a lot of na- analysts see some great growth potential in this arena. Uh, but first, let me introduce uh, Bob and Jerry. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. <laughs> it's been a long hey. time. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we missed we missed last week. Missed you last week. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Right. Well, yeah. welcome back, Bob. You have such you. A, you know, like nothing going on in your life. Yeah, you know, a million I mean, things, a million little things, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. Well, hey, well, this is our uh, this is our show before Christmas, so we got Christmas coming up in a few days. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good stuff. Getting all all ready for that. Definitely. Um, New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. New New Year's. Every every fat, everyone in the uh, world is ready for a fat started. fat bearded man to break into my house and uh, throw gifts on the floor. I mean, you know, just uh, just locked and loaded, man. Just waiting for that guy. Wow, I love that. I love that guy. Does he just like uh, what does he what does he, he do? Just, just he just once a year, dude. He just he just breaks in, and I I don't know how I have to feel about it, but I just I guess I uh, accept it, man. You know. Can he bring Can he bring vaccines? That's he, all I can I, tell you. Just bring think, vaccines. I think he could. I think he could. That's what the world needs yeah. right now, Bob. <laughs> the world needs just throwing vaccines. them. Yeah, just throwing them down chimneys and and stockings. You know, that's what he does. <laughs> so speaking of, so so as we speak, Moderna's rolling out. That Moderna's been a stock oh, that uh, we've been talking about for quite a while. But yeah, they're rolling out the uh, the vaccine is like on on dry ice as we speak, like coming out, yep. right? Yeah, this is massive. This is massive. This is so this is the big thing with Moderna. And this is um, why I think it's a huge investment uh, opportunity in, in better potential than Pfizer is uh, Pfizer vaccine requires that cryo freezing uh, to stay viable. And you are there's not a large number of cryo freezers out there in the world that can can manage that and can handle the volume. Right. And so you're very limited to the site um, locations that you can get these vaccines administered, Um, whereas Moderna uh, can actually be uh, stored in your normal kind of uh, freezer fridge that uh, uh, 
a clinic or a hospital or a CVS would have on site. Um, the other thing is that Moderna has actually provided uh, data showing that it has, um, uh, it's more reliable as far as the prevention of uh, spread of the virus and its uh, efficacy in uh, severe uh, cases. And um, on top of that, there's less shares of Moderna out there, which means that, that those price swings can be massive. Um, so, so potential I, uh, Moderna pop. Next yeah, week. looking at big runs. And, and I would not yeah. be surprised to see that break 200, honestly. Mm. <clears throat> we will see. It's an exciting week next week. It uh, is. Tesla joins the S&P. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it was interesting watching the, uh, the close on Friday. Uh, just to see like people buying and selling it. It looked like it sort of ended up the same where it was, but uh, Monday will be very interesting to see uh, what happens with the indexes and what happens with Tesla. There's a lot of rumors uh, and speculation. It's going to zero. It's going to 7,000, you know, no one knows, no one knows, but uh, maybe it'll just be a non-event and this is just really hyped up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm reading it's, you know, and yeah, I mean, I'm reading that it's full, that it's valued like about right. You know, uh-huh. that's kind of what I'm reading. Like, okay. it's like yeah, it's about where it's going to be, you know, so don't expect like some, you know, it's not going to double or anything. And it's probably and it might drop a bit, you know, you know, we've seen that play out before all these things. Right. And we're thinking like, oh, wow. And then it drops. Right. So, yep, yeah. Right. Right. Um, but you guys, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm long-term Tesla. I, I think in the long run, um, fanboy, you know, I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. I mean, we've talked about it, we, you know, it's true. Uh, and we've talked about it before, but I mean, it's just not a car company. It's, it's, it's like a software company. Tech, I mean, it's tech, technology, yeah. It's a technology company. It's a software company. And I think that's what's so misunderstood um no I, I could be totally wrong i have been before and it could go it could drop to it's whatever. you know what it's even it's even but, more than that i think it's like a it's like a um it's like venture capital because it's not just tech i mean you got space exploration automotive um energy 5G, energy like it's it's like in itself mm. its own like um uh kind of etf or portfolio or you know hedge fund or something like that where it's it um yeah, it's Tesla is just so evolved. It defies though, categorization. It like does. It's not. It's a lollipop <laughs> <laughs> with a unicorn on top. It's a unicorn. It's just not big, man. Like it really is not. It doesn't fall into a category anymore because no. I, even, I know what you mean. You know, even though the Tesla name isn't on these things, it is Tesla. You know, it's it's Elon Musk. Yeah, it get, it gets it gets so much hype because of of Elon Musk and all the like cutting edge stuff. But like, yeah, but, you know. But I gotta tell you guys, I mean, at least I can understand Tesla. Like Bitcoin racks my brain, and I do. You guys know we we all do a little yeah. crypto with that thing. But Bitcoin is the one that's really hard for me to get my brain around because at least at the end of the day, Tesla is 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 inventing and creating software and products that are enhancing people's lives. Right. Okay? I don't know what Bitcoin's doing, but it's going up. <laughs> it yeah, has been. so it's, 20, I don't know. it's, it's almost 24. Yeah, it exceeded 24 earlier today, yeah. I think. Yeah, it's but it's, it's this, right goes, below this goes back to a few a few shows ago, maybe a couple months ago. I uh, had mentioned something about um, there, there was some analyst out there, prominent analyst that said that Bitcoin would be like the next like Burke A. 
like it was going to be in the hundreds of thousands um and that that's i mean it's like it's some years down the road but still it's like um because of it uh going to be partnered with the dollar and it's going to be a global currency and here and and here's where i struggle bob like you know when jerry first introduced me to bitcoin years ago it was like 500 bucks a coin and i was like whoa that's crazy never you know i know and here we are i mean yeah who knows man we'll have to do a whole whole show on that but i did have some i did have some stuff i wanted to share before we go into our lead topic uh of our smid caps i want to share with you guys some thoughts and again because we do you know this is everything investing in personal finance but something i read this week that was really kind of i guess disturbing but sad but it's why we do what we do um i read that over half of people they did a poll and over half of people that make over a hundred thousand a year, which I would call, I would call it over a hundred thousand a year. Like that's to me, like the standard of like, Hey, you got a solid middle-class upper middle-class thing going on. If you're making over a hundred thousand, at least in my book, um, you know, but anyway, so half of those making over a hundred thousand a year fear, they will never have the financial security retire. Yeah. I just found that surprising. And then it said a third of the country, a third of the country that lives in a, oh, a third, a total, a third of this country lives in households that make over a hundred thousand a year. And so half those people, that's a lot, it's millions of people that I would say make a relatively good salary, uh, say that they will never retire. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think it's, it's relative. I think geographically relative, right? Because, um cost of living in california and different cities is is pretty high right and Mm -hmm. and the the um the gap between income um uh, growth and uh cost of living growth is there's gapping right it's it's the cost of living growth is going up faster than the income growth um yeah it's Mm. scary I don't know. I mean, I, I, Jerry, to me, it's like a lot of why, you know, years ago when we started our blog and started talking, it was like, yeah, like, let's let's get ahead of this thing, you know, and let's ensure that we could do at least try to do everything within our power with that's within our control. Right. There's certain things that are in our control and certain things that are not in our control in life, obviously. Oh, right. But, right. Uh, the, let, the whole right? Uh, like the dollar cost averaging and the, the low fee index funds and 401k you know, exactly. contributions, all that type of stuff. But really, I mean, a hundred K is not <clears throat> what it used to be. And, right. and as uh, Bob was talking about the, the geographic uh, dispersion, I mean, some places in, I don't know, California, a hundred K will get you a cardboard box on the side of the road. Right. right. I mean, yeah, that's true. And you reminded me, I read, I read, I've been reading a lot lately about the, uh, the mass exodus out of uh, the Bay area. To Texas. Valley. Right. Yeah. To all these other states, which which I got to tell you, I am not I, I read these articles and there's like this sense of like alarm or like, oh, that's so bad. I don't see it that way. I don't see it as bad. If yeah. we can have tech jobs and good jobs dispersed throughout this country and people can have a better quality of life, you, like you're saying, you don't you're not buying a cardboard box house for two million dollars. <laughs> right. Right. <in> Silicon Valley <laughs> area. You know, we, we can't we can't have a country 
we can't have a country where, you know, Silicon Valley overlords are basically like they all the profits right. and the money go to one area. I mean, cause, you know, you got to spread things out. So yeah. I don't know. I thought when I read those articles, I'm like, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think but... what, there's, it's the um, some of them. I think it's just the headquarters are moving like Tesla, for example, just the headquarters. He's moving the headquarters and there's a few things behind it. There's, there's, there is tax incentive. Um, but also he's, he's been very vocal about how the Texas gigafactory in that location will be a, a, a pretty good center point for the United States for distribution. Um, instead of the cost of distribution from the West coast to the East coast, they will have a nice middle point to make it easier and faster and less costly to distribute. And, um, you know, a lot of these companies, yeah, a lot of these companies, they're keeping, they're keeping manufacturing and and offices in the locations. It's just the headquarters themselves would be, you know, leaving. Well, you're reminding me of something too, Bob, these companies are global, right? These are, these are companies that, you know, you can't say Amazon is, you know, is Amazon a, a Seattle company really is, is, uh, is, is Apple a Silicon Valley company? I don't know. Everybody around the world buys Apple products. Right. So like you're saying, there's distribution, there's manufacturing, there's marketing, there's development, there's technology. So I don't know. I'm, I'm into like spread it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. It's just sad as a Californian that, uh, you know, they're not making it easy for these, these companies to, uh, to prosper and grow here too. But point, Greg. Yeah. 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 yeah, That's, that's true. So uh, last thing I'll mention in news, I think you guys will get a kick out of, especially you, Jerry, because you have been the vanguard of this among my friends. And I've always thought uh, highly of you for this. And I want to join you someday uh, (laughs) is uh, EV sales are projected to go up 50% next year. So they're looking at 2021. I think they're looking at the rise of Tesla. They're looking at the new administration. They're looking at all these things and saying, you know what? Uh, EV sales look to be on a tipping point Uh where they're ready to go mainstream. And that, and you know, I I see it in my neighborhood. I mean, I'm seeing electric cars all the time now where it's not even like, it used to be kind of like a thing like, Oh, there goes a model three. Wow. There goes a, you know, there goes a, a, a bolt, a volt or whatever. And now it's just like, yeah, there's another electric car. I mean, they're all, they're everywhere. Um, So I thought that was cool. That is cool. Yeah. No, I mean, it's cool for so many reasons, but uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty neat. One of the, well, one of the big, one of the big things is this, is that um, I don't know if I'd mentioned this before, but GM made, um, made an announcement how they're, uh, they have a commitment to be fully EV their whole, the whole lineup is all going to be electric vehicles by like, like 2030 or 2034. So that's, that's wow. huge. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a meat and that potatoes car company, right? I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, um, but that's, that's massive. Uh, that's, G- that's GM, right? That's GM. About? That's GM. They have their yeah. Hummer starting, uh, what is it? 2022, uh, which is, yeah, it's going to lead the way. So ironic because that used to be like the symbol of like gas guts. Oh, it's just like it's a symbol of America. It was America, dude, all over it. <laughs> gas is dollar fifty a gallon. Let's yep. do this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So before we launch into, you know, uh, I think you guys might have seen. I actually want to do a whole show on this, but 
You know what? Actually, I do want to hold, do a whole show on EVs. So I will save my next comment because I think we should do a whole show on, on electric vehicles. Don't you guys? Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Because I think that would be a great show, especially with Jerry's like history um, with electric vehicles. And then I, I am definitely in the next one to two years going to be purchasing an electric vehicle. So I am on the, I'm on my way. Nice. Um, It'll be fun to have you in the club. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So I'm going to set us up here uh, as, as we wrap up 2020, you know, we're all thinking about our investing themes for 2021. And one of the areas that uh, we've been kind of looking at is small and mid caps. So uh, typically I think the Russell 2000 and then there's the Vanguard. um, What is it? VTWO, Jerry? Mm -hmm. VTWO. It's a clone of uh, IWM, the Russell 2000, a little bit uh, cheaper expenses. There you go. So, you know, I think I think there's some great opportunities in these small and mid cap stocks uh, going into 21. And my my investment thesis is kind of this, um, you know, the, the really large corporations have done really well right during this pandemic. They have shown immense strength. They've been able to make record profits. You know, the, the Walmarts, the Amazons, you know, et cetera, have have all done really well if they were in the right you know, industry, right at this time. I mean, obviously the airlines are a different, you know, I'm not talking airlines, uh, I'm not talking some of the energy stuff, but some of the massive companies, um, you know, you know, like I said, the Amazons, they've done so well uh, during this yeah. pandemic. So I'm thinking as the pandemic fades, you know, there might be a cyclical kind of thing or, you know, a structural thing where a lot of the small and mid cap stocks um, have an opportunity to shine. So I thought we would kind of like tee up a few um, that, that we've been looking at. And just so people know, um, you know, mid, mid cap, they, they, they sometimes they get lumped together as mid caps, but um, mid caps are companies that uh, typically have a market cap of two to 10 billion. Um, and they're often referred to as the Goldilocks stocks because they can offer a kind of financial stability with greater growth potential. So they're like that just right size, you know, Mm -hmm. um, where you get right, where you can get some growth, but they're also not, you know, they're not like total like startups where it's like in somebody's garage and most of those fail, you know? Um, So you're going to, you could lose a lot of money there. Um, So that's kind of the mid caps, but I I think we're throwing in a little bit of small cap too. Yeah. um, You know, here and there, but uh, I don't know, Jerry, you want to launch us with a couple that uh, you're looking at? Yeah. Yeah, sure. The couple that I'm looking at are, uh, looks like they are both in the uh, consumer cyclical. Uh, One is specialty retail, which I talked about uh, last week, a little bit, Michael's the uh, you know art supply store specialty retail and then the other one also specialty retail is uh, stitch fix a little bit larger market cap of uh, 7.21 billion it, i it, use both of these buddy yeah yeah i mean initially when i uh when you asked us to kind of look at some uh, small caps you know the first thing i did was start going into my uh, my etf finder uh, or, or uh, the holding makeup of you know small cap funds. I think you suggested a few. I started looking at the Russell 2000 index and and uh, IWM, and there were a lot of them in there that I had never heard of and just don't know what they do. Um, so I kind of came at it in a different way, like, well, what uh, what stocks do I know and use, and my friends use, my wife uses, and and kind of looked at the uh, the market cap and realized that. Uh, yeah, both of those qualify for uh, for this uh, segment today. So, so Michael's uh, pretty interesting. They're kind of on this uh, maker kick right now. 
Um, there's a lot of people uh, making jewelry. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people using technology at their stores now. They didn't used to always it used to be more like yarn and arts and crafts and projects for kids. But now they sell uh, they sell uh, devices that print things um, that you know you help you make uh, prints on uh, ceramic mugs and coffee mugs and whatnot. So there's a lot of interesting things going on, especially with the pandemic. People are doing a lot of art projects at home, tie-dyeing, mm-hmm. kids' T-shirts and things like that. So they have kits for, for all of that stuff. And on a technical perspective, and I'll put these charts in the, uh, the show notes on our blog, but, you know, Michael seems to kind of be in a rising channel right now, um, topped out somewhere around 13, but right now it's trading at 1163. Um, it's like a nice entry point. It, it is. It could be a nice entry point. I, I just would want to make sure it bounces off that uh, 20. If it goes below the 20 EMA, which is right now around, uh, I don't know, 11, what's called 1130. I would wait, just kind of make sure it's, it's, uh, it's going back up in that trend. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's, it's right now it's above all three of its EMAs, the, the, the ones right. that I like to follow the 2050 and the 200. Uh, and then it just had earnings. It had a beat. Uh, so that was good by uh, 27 cents. EPS, I believe, is 86 cents. It's up for the year 73%, so 52-week uh, return, 73%. So it's a fairly low-priced stock. Uh, but still, I mean, it's it's something to uh, to definitely take a look at and uh, and see if it's something that uh, fits your portfolio. I, I got it because uh, my, my, uh, my wife uses it. She went there to pick up some things, drive through. They're really getting their uh, their um, their act together with drive through, pick up, drive up to pick up things, and uh, yeah, just a lot of projects and a lot of things going on there. Um, also, I sold a covered call against it too, just to kind of lower my cost basis. So you know that'll go out, July, I believe January, get an extra seventy dollars just for for holding it. And if it exceeds that, then I'll uh, I'll make a little profit, but. Uh, it seems like a good one just to run and hold. It's not that expensive I, for a hundred shares. I love it, Jerry. And yeah. I, uh, I love as a, as an artiste, I love Michaels. And number two, uh, our favorite sushi place <laughs> is uh, next to a Michaels. Right and in the middle of this pandemic, there is a line out the door all the time. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, I drive by and I'm picking up our sushi. Michaels place. or the sushi place. <laughs> no, it's, it's Michael's, the sushi place, okay. uh, just, just what you pick up right now. Talking about Michael's. Both, right? Both actually are great. It's a great sushi place. I'll tell you guys about it. But uh, it's, it, yeah, this sushi place, and I and we go there like once a week to pick up our sushi. And every time I, I like, I pull up and I'm like, wow, I'm like, there's a line out the door to Michael's in the middle of the pandemic. So, yeah, you're that's, something, buddy. That's wow. really good info. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the, the whole dumb money uh, notion, just kind of. You know, see what people are buying, and the the other one is uh, Stitch Fix, which we also talked about. I think Greg, you're a new customer, and my my wife has been using it for a while. My wife they... said I my wife said I look nice the other day. Oh, good, yeah, good. And it was all because of Stitch Fix, buddy. Yeah. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, they have just gone parabolic in the last uh, couple of weeks. I don't know if you've noticed. If you look at the chart, it's really interesting. Went from fifty to seventy within like a couple of wow. weeks. Wow. It's up it's up this year 168% 52 week uh performance and it's a 7.21 billion dollar uh market cap. It's got 3.8 million members and 
you know, for those that don't know, they uh, they let you sign up online. You get this kind of AI based concierge that sends you uh, clothes based on your 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 uh, your interests, your colors, your size, and then uh, they send you this box and and you try and uh, try the different things on. You you keep what you like. You send back what you don't like. I believe it's subscription, and uh, their metric that they're trying to uh, adhere to is eighty percent or higher on the first order uh, retention of uh, clothes that come in there. They want people wow. to keep eighty percent of the the items that are shipped and, and they're doing that according to uh, Katrina wow. Lake, who was talking with uh, Jim Cramer on an interview uh, recently. So that's pretty exciting. Of course, they're above all three EMAs, the 20, the 50, the 200. Uh, they broke the 2018 highs just now, and they just had earnings. And that's part of, part of the reason they gapped up and have gone parabolic is the, uh, the EPS beat uh, by 29 cents. So, uh, well, it's... As, 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 a, as a guy that doesn't particularly want to go to a store and go clothes shopping, that's not, not my idea of a fun weekend. I can yeah. tell you, I'm so far pretty, pretty happy. So nice, nice. And, then awesome. I can, and, and I can look presentable and not become, <laughs> you know what I mean? Over time, you kind of end up like losing it. The shuffled, like, like, well, you're just, you're just you know. living your life and you're busy. And I mean, you know, you, you know what happens? I mean, years go by, like <laughs> this would happen. Like your years went by. I looked in my closet and I still had like my, like, like my, like, Hey, single guy, like clubbing shirt, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, with like the, remember like the embroidery and stuff and like, yeah. Disco? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, 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 and my wife, you know, rightly so was like, um, you know, that was like a long time ago now. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, right. So, you, so, but... so that went out and, uh, signed up for stitch fix. So nice, nice. <laughs> In terms of uh, an entry point, right now it's like it's 70. I remember when it was at 18, not too long ago, like a year. And uh, so now might be a weird time to get it. I'm trying. I've been trying to acquire it for weeks now. And the strategy I have is just selling puts against it until I'm assigned to pick it up. And every time I try, I've done this like five or six times now. And every time I try to do this, it keeps going up. So uh, I'm happily collecting the premium as it's rising I wait for fifty percent of the premium received, and then I roll and, and roll the the puts up. So now I'm uh, in a put that uh, I'd pick it up at sixty if it went down below sixty. It's at seventy. It probably will. I'll probably be sorry. It'll probably go back down to thirty. Who knows? But uh, I <laughs> I will pick it up at sixty, and uh, we'll see what happens. Or I'll I'll just keep raising. You know, sixty two, sixty four, sixty five until eventually I own it. Because I think that's kind of a fun way to to pick up a stock you want to own. And incrementally, yeah, yeah, and get paid along the way. Yeah, it's a good one, man. Pretty yeah. cool, good stuff, buddy. What you got next, Jerry? Well, that's it, really. I mean, like I did with energy last week, we, um, I, I really am starting to head into uh, ETFs a little more than individual stocks. I do own Michaels, and I'm trying to own Stitch Fix. But that aside, I, I am, uh, I'm starting to uh, load up on VTWO, which is a clone of IWM which is really the Russell 2000 index and uh, very, very cheap uh, funds. And I'm just kind of keeping that around. And uh, I'll probably just put some uh, money in uh, small caps to keep that to be a uh, some some percentage of my equity portfolio. Obviously, we've all got the, the mega caps and the, uh, uh, you know, the magas, all that type of stuff, uh, the Microsofts, the Amazons, Googles and Fangs and all that. Got plenty of that got S&P index funds up the wazoo that has all that stuff. Tesla too, starting Monday. So right. yeah, VTWO and, and maybe uh, 
yeah, some bonds just, just, you know, to keep things safe, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought up VTWO because I think for the majority of people, I mean, that's where I would put the majority of my capital. I, you know, I, I definitely love the Michaels. I love the stitch fix stuff and I'm going to play around with that. Like, you know, like you are, but yeah, I think the VTWO to gain exposure to this, um, segment is like the way to have a balanced portfolio. Um, and then I, I, I kind of, I kind of mimicked what you did. I moved, um, maybe like, I think like 15 or maybe between 15 and 20% of the 401k to, um, to a small cap index, like a Russell 2000, um, to capture, yeah, to capture some of this. So kind of like you're doing, um, but then of course, like we like to do, we like to take a little bit of the extra money and and some of the options plays and, and then go into these other ones that are like really cool to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good stuff, man. I like that. BTWO. Yeah, yeah there's there's also I mean, after I bought that, I had a little bit of buyer's remorse because I was looking, I was comparing other uh there's so many ETFs and it's really hard just to narrow down on just one. But Schwab has one that's even cheaper than Vanguard, if you can imagine that. VTWO is a net expense ratio of zero point one oh percent. Schwab has one that's zero point zero four percent, which is the cheapest one. It's called the SCHA. Schwab US small cap ETF passively managed and about the same return. Uh, both of these are around the 17, 18% uh, 52 week price performance. Small caps have recently just woken up in the last month. That, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. And, and I, and you know, you reminded me of something too, that is so key. I, we, we've talked about this because we talked in our blog a lot of times about how you get a few, um, kind of big opportunities in your investing kind of lifespan. Yeah. And now when we look back, you know, back to like March and April, how everything got clobbered. I mean, how nice would it have been to have a million dollars in cash lying around when the world was just falling apart? Right. Now, it, it would have been hard. Like you would have had a really strong stomach <laughs> to go in at that time. And yeah. but, but everything got clobbered. I mean, the 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 this you know, the VTWO was no exception. It got clobbered. It went yeah. down, like dropped like a rock. It's after. half of where it is right now. Yeah. Um, look, I, I was looking at the chart March, here. April. Michael, Michael's man was at, was at a dollar. Do you realize that? Oh man. In, yeah. In like, no, I, mean, I don't. Like, unlike, yeah. In like early April, it was like a dollar 50 a share. That's why their uh, return is 73% this year <laughs> or the price performance. But, on their but, you know, again, if you had had, and again, it's, it's hard in the moment. I mean, when yeah. these, and again, we, we've, we've now been investing long enough that we have lived through several of these, you know, if you, when you live through nine 11, you live through the housing crisis and the great recession, you live through the, the stock market tech bubble of 2000, you live now through the pandemic. When these things first happen, I mean, it's gut wrenching because just things are dropping. Um, yeah. But gosh, I'm telling you, if, if you if you can if you have the stomach to go in and pick up a lot of assets during those times, man. Yeah. That, well, well, our, our our view is very <laughs> sorry, Jerry, but our, our view is like very narrow at those times. We're looking at things on a daily or weekly basis. We don't we we tend to not stretch ourselves out to like, OK, what could this look like in three months to a year? We're very much like, oh, my, the bottom's falling out on this, like panic mode. What do I do? And and it really does take a steel gut to to just deal, deal with it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it really does. And, and just and think backwards of what in kind of a normal person would do. A normal person would be like, oh, my God, I can't lose all my money. I got to sell out where the 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 true investor, the the wise investor would be like, 
that I need to buy more. I need to average down. I need to, to change my cost basis. I need to see, okay, is there a bottom here coming soon that I need to be prepared for? Or is this thing going away? Or am I buying at a peak? So it's, it's a mindset and it's a perspective. And, and Greg, it kind of goes back to your, uh, your whole thing about retail. Uh, sorry, REITs. REITs. Like Simon REITs. Property is, is kind of scary for me right now. I'm holding a little bit and I'm you know, debating, do I add more? It just got downgraded by Edward Jones from, uh, from, uh, from Holds His Cell. It's just sad. But, it is scary. But I think in a few years, people will be back to malls and you know, shopping. I know online and cloud and everything is amazing and that's growing crazy but uh you know I, th- I still think there's a room for malls and people will probably yeah. go back at some point so i do too especially with those high-end ones those those high-end ones i i think people enjoy you know think about think about christmas past i mean pe- some people do they want to stroll through a mall during with the mm-hmm. christmas music and it's the, the feel you know, the, it's the environment yeah it's it's not the same as click 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 on your computer right, right. yeah I, I know it gets the job done but it but <laughs> you, but people do People will go out for experiences. They go out. They meet their friends. You don't want to meet. You don't want to always meet your friends at your house. You hey guys, can we uh, can we zoom and shop at the same time? Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just do that. <laughs> There's just Probably. Things as, right. Yeah, as the human experience. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why I, I keep. That's why I'm still. I'm gonna hold Simon and maybe add a little more. But I. But I'm with you, Jerry. It is a little scary, and you're yeah. kind of like, well. You know, and and then maybe it's like too long of a slog. You know, maybe it's like, oh God, it's gonna take you know, years for them to recapitalize or to, or to, or to reconfigure their, their physical infrastructure. Um, I don't know. I mean, you brought up good points too at the last show about, you know, this vaccine rollout is not going to be smooth. We all should know that. Right. I mean, right. well, so I'm glad it's coming, but there's going to be hiccups. <laughs> th- that's yeah. I think that was the spirit of what I said. It's there, there, it may not go perfectly. Someone could die, you know, to getting the vaccine. It may, it, it, we just don't know. There's risk there. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's always risk. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's, it, it's interesting. It's just such a, it's always such a balance with investing to try to deal with the emotional side and the, and the fear part of our brain. Right. And yeah. uh, it's just like, I don't know. It's uh, but at, at the same time, many of us just held tight and that's what they always tell you. They're like, don't, you know, again, don't sell at the bottom, right. Don't after everything is crashed. Right. And then you sell everything for pennies. Remember there's a smart guy or gal on the other side of that trade, you know? So weekends, yeah. um, man, they talk about weekends. <laughs> yeah. so it is. you gotta have time so in Bob, hands yeah what you got for small caps man or mid caps so i so i didn't go smid I, I actually went small but i but it's the angle of um companies that i believe will be moving into the smid into the mid range um i'm i'm gonna save my my baby for last because it, it has me really excited so i'm gonna start with uh with gevo so um this is going down the path of, you know, we're looking at a new future of EV and renewable energy. Um, this Did you say is ED? EV. EV. Yeah. Not old enough for those. Yeah, I'm okay. not old enough for those yet. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, so EVO, uh, they, they are renewable chemicals and advanced biofuels company. So uh, what they do is they, they're developing bio-based uh, alternatives to like petroleum fuels, so the, our normal gas vehicles. 
And their concept is to take um, uh, renewable raw materials uh, and uh, put them directly into a kind of like a drop in into kind of an existing fuel or, or chemical product um, uh, machine that's out there. And so it's kind of the future of where we're going. So we're taking biofuels and making them a renewable source instead of, you know, they talked about us depleting our oil um, uh, reserves in a matter of, you know, decades or something like that. Um, so GEVO I see as being the future. So now when we're looking at the stock itself, it's not like it's made huge movement. Um, again, this is more of a future vision is, you know, their low for the year was 222. Uh, the high 241. Uh, it did a lot of good movement uh, this past trading day, and especially after hours. Um, but I think with you know new administration coming in, uh, direction that we are going globally, this is definitely one that I think we should look out for and and add into the portfolio and and try to uh, accumulate on the dips because they do have a lot of foresight when it comes to biofuels. Um, <laughs> As a as a sidestep to EV, this is this is a fuel alternative. Um, so I, sounds probably like a good uh, play too with the new administration. I mean, you're yeah. going to get more climate change type of stuff talked about and right. uh, alternative fuels and all that. And you know me, I'm 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 a big believer in we need all the fuels. I mean, we yeah. need everything. We're going to need the classic stuff, and we're going to need all the yeah. new stuff to um, to fuel up a hungry planet of 10 billion people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's going to be a place for everything, and I, but I think this is a, a, a brilliant way to uh, to make uh, fuel uh, a renewable, mm -hmm. uh, renewable resource. Nice. All right. Cool, man. So, What's your next very, one? Very short. Okay. So here's this is this is my big this is the big one. Uh, you mm -hmm. guys, you know, uh, I aside from Tesla, my fanboyness is with uh, MVIS. It's micro. I never heard of it. Yeah, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. I you're talking about you're, like you've never mentioned it until today. You know, I God, I, I get so excited <laughs> just thinking about this. Um, this guy, this guy talks about this company uh, like like uh, every waking hour. It's ridiculous. I, I, do you work for this company? I you know they need to kick you, you back should, man. This you is ridiculous. Get a job with this company. So <laughs> let's let me let me dabble. All right, so our, our hundred thousand. Give, give us why. Okay, t yeah. tell tell us why. Why is this so great? Okay. So let me just start by saying their low point for the year, their low was 17 cents a share. This was when the crash was happening. So, so envision these 17 pennies. It is now $5 and five cents a share this year. Um, they that would have been pretty nice. That would have been pretty nice. That would have yeah, been. True. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what microvision? Let me let me back a little here. So microvision, what they do, um, they develop laser scanning technology. They're, they are way advanced in what they do um, with the micro laser, micro scanning technology, and um, uh, what they can get out of a product. Right. So they're um, so Microsoft has this thing called the Hololens two. All right, it's these it's these uh, futuristic. VR, uh, augmented reality, manipulated reality, however you want to re refer to it, uh, goggles that uh, you put them on and it, scan it, it scans your real-time environment um, and puts a virtual image in, in the space in front of you that you can actually work with, recognizes your hand movements and gestures, 
and it does it right and you can it's cool. You you can connect with people across very the minority world. report. Very <laughs> minority report. <laughs> right? Tom Cruise, like total re- total recall. Minority, right yeah. Totally. And Are you so, serious? Is, is that what it does? Yes, exactly what it is. You can you okay. can well, in, you in, go, in these things you can move around in front of you. You can collaborate with people across the globe, right? To work in the same working space on a project and each work on it together and collaborate. Um, it's used, it's being, uh, tested and trialed with, uh, uh, the government right now. Uh, so they, they are successfully deploying this with the army and, uh, it's uh, going to be signing a, a very large contract to scale out where, uh, it's the future of weaponry. It's, it's allowing the military to put these cameras on their guns where yeah. uh, <laughs> they can, they can see around corners without actually people, you know, putting their head out. Right, they can put their gun out, and then their their vision, their heads up, the the HUD, they can actually see what's around the corner. They I can, can be GI Joe and Tom Cruise. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. Minority Report and Mission Impossible in one shot. Boom. Um, but it, it on that same visual HUD, you know, they can also see where other um, units are located on a map um, into their their location. Like there's it's just so much. So, anyways. This this Hololens two, um, uh, a person brilliant brilliantly tore one apart. It's a three thousand dollar unit, and actually tore it apart, put the um, the video up on YouTube, and discovered that uh, Microvision was the company, the technology behind it that made it work. So, if it wasn't for Microvision, they would not have been able to get all of that projection onto a small display in such a compact configuration to work. So is this a growth play? What do you, I mean, the, do you think keep massive, massive growth, sort of single, single digit, um, no $5 so, range or. So step back to 2000, this company was $500 a share. Um, hmm. they, uh, they, they had a, a phone product that projected out onto a screen, like uh, a projection from a, from a handheld phone device projected up, projected up onto a wall. Right. Mm-hmm. They um, they have, uh, man, buku amount of uh, patents, intellectual property that is in this space of uh, microtechnology. They're moving into automotive LIDAR. The um, one of the big things going on right now is there's uh, talks about them, uh, uh, their automotive LIDAR component or if not the whole company being acquired. So it kind of, yeah, it went really high and then it kind of languished for like the last nine years. Right. It did. Yeah, it did. It, like... it, it fell off. Okay. Um, huh. And they, because this is kind of what I equated to is that um, uh, Microvision makes other companies work. And so what would happen is they had for a period of time, they had a Microvision product, but then when they started moving into the landscape of um, providing the expertise of this micro technology to other companies, you kind of lost lost sight of Microvision and it became a Microsoft product. It became mm-hmm. a Ford product or, you know, whatnot. So mm-hmm. what's, what's happened is that Microvision is in the guts of these bigger companies. And it's like you're buying a Microsoft product. You're not buying a Microvision product. And I think that's where some of um, the value may have been lost. But earlier this year, they said, hey, we got to put ourselves up for sale because just the, the operating, right? It, it wasn't working out. They, they were trying to stay afloat. Um, 
So there was a lot of rumors of Microsoft buying them out for this technology that's in the HoloLens, and that is very highly possible, especially with this government contract, where they just buy that vertical of technology. And then uh, there's a lot of talk right now. They just had uh, the four, uh, one of the high-level executives from Ford uh, uh, hired on to their C-suite, and it could be possible that they're helping with the transition to Ford. Um, but it just went parabolic um, uh, just as of a few days ago. Um, we were, it was being very heavily shorted and very heavily controlled. And it, uh, just as of like a week ago or so, the, um, the, the floodgates were opened. So this thing shot up. What, if I look back here, but I want to say it shot up in a matter of, uh, let's see here, a week ago, we were at 298 a share. A month ago, 192. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, since October, it's it's gone up like four dollars a share, three dollars a share, roughly. All right, time will um, tell. Man. Time will we'll tell. See. So, so okay. looking at this, there's the looking at the MACD and everything RSI. It's 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 pretty on the high side right now, but it still could it could still actually go um, this coming week into the end of the year. Uh, I would not be surprised if this thing broke over seven dollars a share. Um, plus, uh, but on the long term, uh, the valuation of the company is uh, very high. Uh, uh, competitors with a less quality, lower quality product have sold in the billions. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see this thing uh, returning. All right. I, I don't. I'm pinching myself this, here, but in in a hundred, hundred range. It. So. All right. MBIS. <laughs> Good luck. Yes, we will. Yeah, see. right. Okay. No, it's good. We keep we keep following it. So that's good stuff, guys. Um, I've got two I wanted to share with you guys. I'm, I don't know if you had a chance to to look at them before the show, um, but I think they're up your alley. I really do, especially the first one because you guys are both so techy. Um, and it's a good segue, Bob, from Envis because I could see this fund holding Envis. Um, but um, like Jerry, I'm trying to go a little more. I'm trying to tilt a little more to ETFs. Yeah. Um, you know, in funds right now, yeah, versus yeah. the individual stocks, just because the the risk is the risk is really high, right? With with individual stocks, I mean, the reward right. is can right can be greater. But um, you know, I'm liking the idea of having sort of that balance and like not as much of the fluctuation and the ups and downs. So the one I want to introduce is called uh, the ticker symbol is L O U P. It's Loop uh, Frontier Tech Exchange Traded Fund. Luke, it, Loop Loop. Innovator Frontier Tech ETF, and the ticker is LOUP. So the, the reason I like this one, it's a lot like what we talk about with the ARC Technology Fund, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it's but it's a little like lesser known um, company. I mean, some of them are no are well known, but I found a lot of them to be where you know with the, with the ARC funds, you'll find like all the you're going to find all these big names, right? It's going to be like Tesla, Roku. Um, uh, you know, Zillow, you know, it's all these things that are doing great things. They're innovative in terms of all these like new technology and like uh, spaces, but they're def a lot of them. I found like, you've heard of them, right? Like you, yeah. you guys know all, you guys know all those. Right. Um, so this, yeah. So this one tries to find small and mid cap of that same nature. Um, you know, they, it's, it's artificial intelligence, it's computer perception, it's robotics, it's autonomous vehicles, it's virtual reality. I mean, it's all this yeah. stuff that is right. That stuff is all the future. And so you have to be invested in my opinion, in some of that, because it's coming. Um, 
top 10 holdings or things it's funny actually one of them you're gonna laugh because it, it totally is a common name but like one of their top holdings is snap which mm-hmm. everybody's heard of yeah. but then there's companies like axon enterprises um there's pinterest so it's a combo of things you've heard of and haven't um one of them's called nuance communications which is basically conversational uh artificial intelligence with computers that are understanding exactly what you're saying um and and conversing among different people um, so anyway, I just want to introduce you guys to that one. It's kind of like an ARC innovation, um, but nice. for Smid Caps. Yeah. Where did so, you hear about it? You know, I, I think it, I think just random. I think I was doing like research on like ARC and uh, and it was like, oh, here's, you know, here's other ideas along that same, you know, vein. Right. Um, it was another one where uh it's gone up quite a bit since the since the drop of the pandemic um it was it's been around uh let's see i've got this back to 2018 um but yeah yield to date 70 percent so um you know but it dropped quite a bit like everything after the pandemic but then it's really gone up a lot um since then i'm i mean i don't know i'm still thinking it's a good entry point because these are groundbreaking companies that i think are the future um but anyway worth worth looking at um cool the next one yeah so l-o-l-o-u-p um the next one i will mention is uh ticker h-a-s-i and it's the hannon armstrong sustainable infrastructure capital REIT. so you guys know i like i like real estate i like real estate investment trusts um they've been clobbered this year yeah um but i but i see it as a great opportunity i i think of this as that that old adage of when something's been clobbered that's going to still be around and do well you know, buy the strong ones that are going to, you know, along the lines of store capital and Simon property. So the the big thing about Hannon Armstrong is this what you have to wrap your brain around. So, right, we're on the cusp of, well, we're in we're in the middle or on the cusp of like a huge um, solar revolution, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so much solar going up. Well, this is a REIT that's trying to capitalize on that. So if you think about it, they might have like all these um, they, they might own all these warehouses, right, where they do the Amazon distribution. OK, great business model. But what they're going to do is they're then going to throw an additional thing of like solar on top of that. So they're going to like then just just blanket a lot of their properties with solar as another revenue source. So, um, you know, I don't know. I just think it's a, I think that's just a uh, untapped area there with um, with like a solar riot because there's really no pure play solar right. riot yet. Um, so, uh, check it out. H A S I. So cool. Look at them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, before we wrap up, I just want to kind of get your guys sense of, uh, what you're thinking of, uh, general strategy for 2021 with your portfolios and investing. You guys have any, uh, overarching themes you're looking at or. Yeah, I'm still, uh, trying to consolidate and simplify. Honestly, I'm a little bit uh, stressed in the mornings when I wake up because I've got so uh-huh. many positions just kind of flying yeah. around in every which way. It's they're diversified. Some some profit when the market goes up, some profit when it goes down, and I, I kind of like that. But uh, like uh, you were saying, Greg, the ETFs. I'm trying to identify overlaps, and, and you know how many how many funds do I need to purchase that already own Tesla, or do I just own Tesla? That kind of thing. So I'm trying to consolidate. And uh, just simplify, um, even maybe pare down some of the options trades that I have uh, going on as well, and maybe get a little more strategic or focus on one area a little better uh, than trying to do every uh, instrument under the sun. 
So that's you're what gonna, I'm looking you're at. You're gonna. That's what we call sometimes cone. The right we do the cone Mari of our portfolios. Remember cone that Mari yes. of your finances. Yes. The whole, uh, yes. You know, decluttering of everything. I I'm totally of uh, that same mindset for 2021. <laughs> decluttering. How about yeah. you, Bob? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm actually going to stay, I mean, my, I keep the 401k doing the 401k stuff. I'm going to still sure. say the route of, of kind of the individual, uh, direct I'm, so I'm, I'm looking at the clean energy, clean energy, EV, uh, tech, you know, augmented reality stuff. So of course, MPIS, but you know, um, I'm looking at also things like, uh, like data security, um, uh, software development stuff. So like, you know, with the IPO uh, PLTR, that's a, a great play. It's been doing very kind of, uh, we've had, we had some ups lately uh, very well. I think it's going to continue into 2021, um, uh, you know, Oracle. Uh, and then obviously Tesla, I want to get a little more into Tesla because I think that has, uh, you know, sky's the limit there. Um, uh, GEVO and uh, uh, Vuzi, uh, I think it is Vuzi. It's a um, it's a kind of like a augmented reality optics company. So moving into that space. Um, so yeah, I think I my uh, my fourteen year old son told me about that one a few years ago. Yeah. I was like, where have I heard about interesting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, I, I and I'm trying to place it where I've seen the um, the the. V-U-Z-I, like I've seen that actually like advertised somewhere. I, I can't place it. I don't know where I've seen it, but I know it's, it's, it's lingering somewhere. But yeah, that's, that's been, um, uh, so Vuzix, I should say, is v, it's V-U-Z-I-X is the company, but V-U-Z-I is the ticker. The symbol, um, okay. Yeah, so I, so yeah, those are, those are uh, kind of the, the plays I'm looking into 2021. Um, uh, so we'll see where that takes us. Nice Good stuff, guys. Hey, I hope everybody out there has a happy holidays. Try to make the best of it this year. We know it's been a rough year for everyone. So hang in there, everybody. I think things are going to get better. Uh, You know, they're they're bad right now, but I think they're going to get better. So uh, hearts out to everybody. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Nice talking to you, brothers. Get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Yeah, 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 I'm ready. (laughs) I'm at the end of the line, though. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, you take care, brothers, and we'll talk soon. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye.